Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure to have you. So welcome back to another Soul Driven Interview. I will be introducing Miss Ashley Burnett momentarily, but first, a couple of things. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, the November Akashic Record Lesson, I highly recommend. This is an intense month, and while I always recommend for folks to listen to the reading in and of itself, which you can find in the show notes, um, there's a link with the timestamps, so you can go right to the reading and ignore all my mumbo jumbo if you so prefer. But um, I always recommend to listen to it at least like at the beginning of every week throughout the month, but I especially recommend that this month. There's a lot in this lesson in particular, and the theme is find the center within yourself. Leading into not only the rest of November and December, we've got some bumpy days ahead. And I never say these things to scare you. If anything, I just say like, hey, (laughs) pay attention, right? Because things are going to feel bumpy to say the least. Starting today, actually, I go into the astrology for the month of November in last week's episode more in depth than I normally do. But I just, I really felt like I wanted to support you and to kind of help you understand what it is that is going on. And that more intense energy really starts today. And we'll be leading into about the 20th. So just kind of mark your calendars. What I suggested is to make curiosity your like reigning theme for the week, okay? Um understand that a lot of what's happening in the sky is going to cause tension and going to make you feel emotional or drained, either one, Um, but you'll be a little bit more irritable and quite likely to argue and to make decisions from an emotional place. And if you are leading from a place of curiosity, you're going to have so much more power to do that from a place of love than just reactionary reactions. (laughs) I'm a very emotional person and reactions are something that I have had to deal with my entire life and they have gotten me in big trouble, big trouble. I've lost jobs, I've lost friends, I've screwed things up that I really cared about and all because I just allowed my emotions to get the better of me. Now, I'm definitely a big proponent of emotions, but they aren't always telling us the truth. In fact, a lot of times, they just kind of aren't when they're in those extremes, right? And especially these days, we just need to pay attention. So if we are leading with curiosity, if something hits you, bothers you, triggers you, coworker says something, partner says something, I highly recommend just taking a step back taking a little bit of a breath and maybe asking a follow-up question. So what did you mean by that? (laughs) Did you really say what I think you said? (laughs) Can you explain that further? You know what I mean? Like, and these are not easy things. We've got all kinds of stuff going on in in the outside world, but I just wanted to 
caution you again, pay attention. And if you're feeling super irritable, honor that. Just be like, you know what? It's okay, self. It's all right. You know, rub on your heart a little bit. Be like, it's okay. Things are kind of crazy in the sky right now. You know, we're going to get through this. Um, Definitely, you know, like make sure you get rest. Uh, Make sure you get like calming exercise. Do some breath work. You know, pull out that spiritual toolbox that I talked about uh, two episodes ago. The time to fortify your spiritual practice is now, um, which is an excellent episode that will be very helpful for you if you are feeling a bit lost. Also, you can contact me. I am taking clients again for Akashic Record readings, if that is something that you're interested in, if you need help clarifying what's going on in your life, if you need direction, if you're in the midst of uh, transformation and you don't know what's going on, whatever the case may be, I'm here for you. Reach out. We can have a discussion. Make sure it's a right fit, whatever you need. Um, and that is really it. I just kind of wanted to remind you about the astrology, about what's kind of happening in our sky right now, so that you can be empowered to make different decisions if you need to. You know, maybe you will feel nothing. And that's amazing. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) We'll just see. All right, Ashley Burnett, today's guest. She is amazing. She is a powerhouse. She is, you will hear me flatter her quite a bit throughout this episode. Um, She's just, she's amazing. That's all I really have to say. And you're going to find this out yourself. Um, I will share that um, in the midst of this discussion, we just kind of, we hit on all kinds of things. It was difficult for me to actually really narrow down what I wanted to talk to Ashley about because her life is so fascinating to me. But um, anyway, I'm just going to share her bio with you and then let you decide for yourself. Okay. Um, And of course, make sure if you want to connect with her in any way, we will have all those links in the show notes. Definitely check them out. Um, She's an incredible human. So good to have women, people like this on the planet. Okay. Women's business and leadership coach, dancer, retreat facilitator, and nature-based ritualist, Ashley Burnett is committed to helping change-making entrepreneurs clarify their vision, heighten their income and impact, cultivate queen confidence, and align their businesses with the cycles of nature for sustainable growth long-term. Ashley has been teaching, leading groups, and running her creative business for 20 years. She's facilitated hundreds of classes, workshops, events, and retreats, and led thousands around the globe in expanding their businesses and igniting their leadership. She lives in the charming town of Petaluma, California, located an hour north of San Francisco with her husband, David, and her sweet babe, Quentin, and has the honor of running her retreats at her retreat space on 22 acres of expansive land. Visit ashleyburnett.co to learn more. One of my favorite topics that we uh, that we discussed in this episode is aligning your business and your life with the cycles of nature. And I have to tell you, um, this is something that 
I had heard her speak about previously and I was really pumped to kind of dive into it with her. So I just, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like we are, we are of the earth and we can align our lives in ways that work for us instead of work against us, which, you know, so many tools to do that. Okay. So I'm going to take a step back and we're going to jump into this episode. Enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks, and thank you for joining us for another soul-driven interview. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Ashley Burnett a woman's business and leadership coach, dancer, retreat facilitator, and nature-based ritualist who is committed to helping change-making entrepreneurs clarify their vision, heighten their income and impact, cultivate queen confidence, and align their business with the cycles of nature for sustainable growth. Welcome to Soul Driven, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you today. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I was sharing with Ashley kind of before we started recording that um, just a little bit of background here. I found Ashley through Vanessa's um, podcast, uh, Wildly Rooted. We've had her here on the on the podcast um, as well. I'm like not able to speak at the moment for some reason. <laughs> But um, I started looking into Ashley and what she does, and I was joking with her, like, she is just living the life. She is doing it right. She's got all this land. She has these retreats. She's got, like, a beautiful sun. They dance. She gets to, like, have, um, take her baths outside. Like, she's just incredible. So um, <laughs> we haven't even, I haven't even, like, talked about your business yet, but, like, you're just doing it right. So I'm so excited to have you here today. We've got so much to talk about, and um, but first, I want to ask you the same question I ask all of my guests. What makes you soul-driven? You know, I think it is just tapping into the depths of who we are and following our passion. Um, for me, that is dance and nature connection and remembering that I am part of nature and that I was, you know, brought here at this time for a reason. Um, and to, yeah, I think for me, I feel most soul driven when I am following that passion. I'm not worried uh, about what others are thinking about me. I am just following the, the fire within myself. I'm being a double airy or double a fire sign. You know, I got to follow that fat, that flame, right? So, um, yeah, I think for me, that's what it's about. If I'm feeling out of alignment, coming back to what that soul driven 
you know, element is, which is to follow the passion and to remember what um, truly lights me up and ignites my soul, which is dance, creative expression, movement, nature, um, connection, ritual, those kind of things. And um, remembering that we're a part of the whole of this experience of being on this earth, earthly realm at this time. So. Yeah, I love I that. <laughs> Do what? I said, that's what I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, um, I've, I've talked about it on my podcast quite a bit lately. I think really coming into 2021, I've always been an outdoor person as well. Like I love getting outside, you know, instead of playing with Barbie dolls, I was like climbing trees and chasing snakes and being a wild child. Um, but I lost that somewhere kind of in the midst of my journey. And man has not only the importance of me getting outside become really important over the past couple of years, but just like my connection to, you know, mother earth and to the planet and just the importance of that. And like you said, how we are not only a part of it, like we are, we are earth, we are the trees, we are, we are all of it, you know? Yep. And I just think that, um, yeah, that's really beautiful. And that's certainly something that I see within you. So you're a double fire sign. Did you say double Aries? No, I'm not a double Aries. I'm an I'm an Aries uh, sun and a Sag moon. So and then I'm a Taurus rising. So I've got that Earth connection um, through that realm. Lucky you. It's a lot of fire. There's a lot of passion. <laughs> you know? Well, and Taurus is definitely no like chill sign either. Right. Right. <laughs> but it does. Uh, so I'm a double Sag. Um, sun and moon as well and yeah. a leo rising oh yeah so, you got all the fire <laughs> i i um yeah my partner is like he's got so much earth and i'm like how about i give you some of my fire and i'll take some of your earth you I know, know what i mean <laughs> yeah. well that's why you're partnering yeah <laughs> together perhaps perhaps yeah. um so one of the things i mean honestly where I wanted to begin with you just kind of jumped all over the map, but um, you come from this long line of entrepreneurs. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that, you know, your background and kind of what brought you into becoming one yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my mom ran a a dance studio and ran her own, you know, dance studio and company for many, many, many years. And, um, and basically was the, that was the only way she knew because her mom also was an entrepreneur. She was one of the first female optometrists in the Chicagoland area. She, um, her husband died two days before her first child, my aunt Georgia was born, put her into labor there she was as a single mother in the forties, not knowing what to do. And I, you know, <laughs> of course I didn't know any of this until much later. Um, but she decided, okay, I'm going to put myself into school, reopen my, my late husband's practice, um, you know, in a dominated, you know, male driven field and, um, and she did it and she reopened the practice and she was one of the first females to, um, fit for contact lenses in the U S. And so 
she was definitely a, a passion driven woman herself. And my aunt Georgia also was a textile artist and ran her own business as well. So I just, you know, come from this whole long lineage of entrepreneurial women. And I never, I mean, honestly, I never considered doing it a different way, but of course I didn't bring, you know, put all the pieces together until probably five years ago. And I realized, wow, okay, this is part of why I've been called on this path. Right. Um, so yeah, I started out as a, as a dance artist myself. I majored in dance in college and danced professionally and, um, choreographed shows and produced shows in Chicago. And then also out here in San Francisco, um, and lived in San Francisco for 10 years. And, um, as soon as I got to San Francisco, I was like, okay, I got to fund my dance career here. So I became a massage therapist and, and did that for 10 years as well, like kind of to help me, you know, be able to make ends meet. Um, but about 10 years ago, I got this call that I needed to, to do something different. And I thought it was to be a health coach. And so I got trained as a health coach, but very soon after um, I got that certification, I was then asked by many people, like, how did you start your business? What did you, you know, can you help me? And so it very organically shifted into this <clears throat> business and leadership coaching work that I'm doing now. And I think, you know, part of it is just because that was my line, that was my lineage. And I've just been, you know, called on this path. So I do, uh, especially, you know, we're recording this just a couple of days after um, Samhain and Day of the Dead and Halloween. So just kind of honoring, honoring my great, my grandma Schweitzer and just uh, her path and my ancestors around that. And it's, it feels like a privilege to be doing what I'm doing and just, um, it's exciting. I, I, I get excited every day to do what I do. So stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, so I'm, I'm sure you've heard, uh, Gate, uh, Gary Vayner, Gary mm -hmm. Vaynerchuk. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that he said like years ago that I just really appreciated, uh, was he said, like, you don't become an entrepreneur for any other reason than like, you can't be anything else. You know, like you wake up in the morning, it's like what you have to do. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, because being an entrepreneur is so hard, it's not easy. There's so many different things that you have to deal with. Um, what was your path like in regards to like the past 10 years kind of leading up? Was it, is, was it a pretty easy ride for you when you got out of school into diving into your own practice? Like, how did that go? Yeah, I mean, well, to take you back even further, so as I was producing these dance shows, um, getting my massage certification, I started working in a spa for the first three years. And then I had this moment um, where I was presented with an opportunity to run my own practice out of a brand new yoga and Pilates studio in San Francisco. Um, and I was like, cool. Yeah, let's do this. And then the spa owner found out and gave me an ultimatum. Um, she felt threatened by, by me and two others who were going to start doing our practices out of the spa. Of course, we weren't making anywhere near what, you know, we, we could sustain ourselves from the spa work. Um, but she basically was like, you know, you get to either 
work at the spa or start your own, your own practice. And that was that moment, that leap of faith moment for me where I was like scared out of my wits, but I knew I was, I had been there for three years. I had never gotten a raise. They were charging, you know, over a hundred dollars an hour. I was making 27 bucks an hour for, you know, doing body work. And I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I believe in myself. And the other two friends of mine decided to stay at the spa and I, I went for it. And, you know, within about a month I had, you know, one, a month or two, I had a full practice at that place. So that was kind of my big first big leap. And I was scared, uh, terrified really. Um, but it was so worth it to make that leap. Right. And then I ended up getting that, um, coaching training after that. And, you know, there's been many moments after that, that, that came forward for me where I had to make those leaps again. And one of them was when I went full time from massage therapy into the coaching world. Right. Cause I, I did gr kind of grandmother into that, but there was that moment that it was like, all right, it's time. It's time to let my, my massage therapy practice just go and trust this process. But, oh yeah, the first couple of years for me were very difficult. Um, and, uh, very challenging. I tried to do everything myself. I didn't hire a coach. I didn't get any support. I, um, you know, was trying to coach myself, trying to build my own website, do all the things, um, you know, admin things, all the, all of that stuff and, you know, completely stalling and not moving forward. And I know we're going to talk about community and things like that later, but, um, it was really when I did get myself into, you know, a community and allowing myself to receive support that I was able to catapult my business forward. And it made it so much more um, easeful to do that when I was on the other side of the space holding and not trying to do everything myself and, um, getting myself, you know, the help I needed as, as a budding entrepreneur, even though I had been, you know, running my massage therapy practice for 10 years at that point, or, you know, a version, a version of, um, entre being an entrepreneur, there was just this next level that I had to get to to be able to get to where I wanted to be now, you know? And so that's what I can say is like support community. Don't try to do it all yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Preach yeah. it to the choir. Yes. Yeah. So I'd like to know, I'm just kind of curious for you when you came to those places where you had to take this leap into the next, the next thing, right? Let go of the safety net. Like, what did that feel like for you? How did you know it was the time? Well, I mean, this is uh, all about soul driven, right? And so again, it's it's coming back to this, this deep inner knowing and trusting my intuition, trusting my gut, right? There's a moment where we inherently know what the next step is. If we get quiet enough, if we tune in to ourselves and we pause and we breathe into that decision-making process, we know, we know what the next step is. Right. And so I think for me, it was intuition and just following that and trusting that I wouldn't have been given these opportunities for no good reason, right? Like I didn't get that opportunity to open my my practice at the pad studios 
for no good reason. I needed to follow that divine nudge to move to the next level, right? And similarly, you know, I think the full release, I had gone down to like, you know, maybe working on two or three clients that I had been working with long-term. But when I moved out here, and that's a whole other story we can talk about, um, out here to this uh, land out in Petaluma, California, which is out an hour north of San Francisco, where I lead my retreats and things like that. Um, that was that was such a divine guidance moment. Um, so I think it's really about trusting and taking trusting yourself, trusting the nudge, the divine nudge you're getting, and taking the leap. You know, believing in yourself enough and believing in source enough to to make that leap forward, right? Um, and it's not easy, and it's still scary, and it's terrifying, but there's these moments of like deep, deep trust that, that come into the entrepreneurial path. Um, and those, those were two big ones for me. I love it. Um, the other question that I had for you is, um, I'd love for you to kind of explain like why having a coach, you know, was so helpful to you, like why it helped you catapult to the next, you know, the next phase of your business, um, to really kind of, I guess, bring things alive, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned, um, I, at the beginning, I, I tried to do it all myself, right? I got the coach training and then I tried to go run my business myself without any long-term coaching support and did everything in terms of booking and scheduling and marketing and building my own website and coaching myself. And all. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, ridiculous. Like, I think there's a level of solopreneurism that then we feel like we have to hold all of it. And the truth is that, um, the, like we, we absolutely have to have a, a support squad in place if we want to, um, expand and reach that next level. Right. And so I think, um, because I didn't have that coach or support network at that time, I felt like, I, I mean, I felt completely isolated. Um, and I also felt like I was on a hamster wheel and getting nowhere in terms of that growth and expansion, right? So when I finally got that memo um, that I needed to hire a coach and be, you know, a part of a community, that's when I felt this sense of belonging. Like I was around other entrepreneurial folks doing the same, you know, similar things as me. Um, so I felt like, wow, I have, I have community. Um, and I also, you know, allowed for myself to be on the other side of holding space. So I think that's one thing to think about when, if you're an entrepreneur that, um, you know, you don't have to hold an, or a space holder or facilitator, you don't have to hold everything yourself, right? It's okay to allow for yourself to receive support. And I think it's imperative that we give ourselves permission to do that um, so that we can fill our cups, that we can feel that sense of held and support and that we can bring that sense of, okay, I have this, I'm being held to our communities too, right? They feel that, um, if we're trying to do everything ourselves, um, and you know, for me, it was a struggle because there was some control freak stuff that was, was coming into that, right. And the fear of letting go. Um, and that goes for both, you know, hiring my first business coaches um, 
or being a part of a mastermind program and or hiring team for the first time, right? But as soon as I did those things, like both hired team and coaches, um, I ended up doubling, then tripling, then, I mean, I've probably at this time, at this point um, to like, you know, five X where I was at that point. Right. So at, at that moment of making that, um, you know, starting my coaching practice, right. In terms of income. So, you know, it, I think it's, it, I just think it's really important to, to, you know, give ourselves permission to make, make investments in our businesses and know, like, you know, we can't expect, um, to start up a business without making investments to, to learn how to grow that business, right? Um, and in a way that feels really supportive and good and grounded and aligned for us. So um, I hope that makes sense, but that's- No, absolutely. I mean, the thing is like, you know, um, in my work with clients and and even with within myself, um, my own business, I, <laughs> it's, it's always been so peculiar to me that when I'm working with an entrepreneur, you know, and, and um, then my marketing agency, they would always like kind of apologize that they weren't good enough at this to handle it themselves. And it's right, like, right. no, <laughs> your, yeah. your strengths are elsewhere. Okay. Exactly. You get to focus on what you love and I'm going to do this because I'm good at this. Right. How exciting is that, you know, to free you up so that you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, Facebook or, you know what I mean? Or emails or whatever. Um, you get to just do your thing because the majority of people that I work with, you know, they're creatives and that's such a, a wide ranging thing for me because I feel like we're all creative, but, um, you know, and that's just not their thing. They're not thinking about marketing. They're not comfortable with selling themselves, you know, da, 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 da. And um, I think that's such a powerful move for people to make. Yeah. I, I There's something I talk about and I actually do have a free uh, workbook um, I think it's called, um, owning your unique uninhibited queen brilliance. Right. And so, um, and if you want to find that workbook, you can go to ashleyburnett.co forward slash workbook and download that. But, um, that this workbook is all about uncovering your unique strengths and challenges, you know, past life challenges and, um, you know, your unique, what I call your queen superpowers and these things that, you know, really make you who you are and light you up and bring you joy and focusing on those things and weaving those into the business and also um, kind of centering what you do in your business from, from that space, from that place of like, um, you know, Gay Hendricks wrote a book called The Zone of Genius, um, or sorry, The Big Leap, which he talks about you know, these different zones of genius, excellence, competence, and incompetence, and really wanting to, you know, kind of get our businesses centered around that zone of genius, that place that it feels like we're not working. It feels like time doesn't exist. It feels like it doesn't feel like work, right? Um, and making sure that we're getting our, our businesses set up to, to focus mostly there, um, the actions that we're doing in our businesses to focus mostly there, and then delegate out for those other pieces, right? And hire team for those other pieces and making sure that team has got the strengths that they've got, right? And getting the right people in place for that. I mean, obviously start 
small, start with just a basic admin assistant or personal assistant or something like that, um, and then expand. But eventually you want to get to a place where you've got someone who's really strong at, you know, client care in that role and someone who's really strong at managing the entire business operation in that role and someone who's really great at admin and behind the scenes stuff in that role. Um, and similarly that you're clear, like, these are what my strengths, I don't have to do every single thing in this business. And, and there, I think for a long time for myself too, and I'll just say, there was a level of proving, like feeling like I had to prove that I could do all these things. And it's not, um, you know, when we start to release some of that ego and, and, and really tap into our, the depths of who we are, the, you know, the aligned, um, strengths that we have within us, then we can really, you know, focus on those things, let those pieces shine in the business and, um, and then release, you know, some of these other things so that it can feel a little bit more collaborative too, and bringing guests that can, you know, kind of pick up the pieces where maybe you're not as um, proficient in, right? So um, it, it's been, a, it, it's been an incredible process and I'm still in process of all of that. Um, but the more that we can focus on bringing, bringing, um, cr creating a collaborative, this is a collaborative effort. Um, the more that we feel like, you know, supported and less alone on the journey too. Yeah. Very important. Very, very important. And also I think very freeing, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. people can have virtual assistants these days, you know, they don't even need like a full on assistant. Um, so in becoming a women's, uh, business and leadership coach, like, well, first of all, I guess, like if you can explain, define that for us, what it is, but then also I'm curious to know, like why you felt led to work with women specifically. Um, yeah, so I'm in terms of business and leadership. So I work a lot with, um, you know, supporting women entrepreneurs, um, with expanding their life's work. Um, I, I, I love retreats. I love group programming and I do still offer private programming as well. But one of the things I excel at is supporting my community in expanding their soul's work through, um, leading experiential retreats, group programs, um, workshop series, events, things like that to, to expand their reach, their income and their impact. And, um, so there's a lot of focus around that. We also, you know, in my longer term program, the uninhibited mastermind, we look at, you know, expanding team. We look at, you know, really getting clear on, um, you know, firstly, what you stand for your, your thoughts, philosophies, and ideas as a thought leader. Um, and really tuning into, you know, again, what it is that you believe, what you stand for and weaving all of that, your mission, your why into the work that you're doing. Um, and once we, you know, uncover that whole process, <clears throat> there's a deeper level of belief in yourself, right? So it's kind of uncovering quote unquote, your thought leadership and what you, what you really believe so that you're clear and you can articulate that with clarity and that, that ground and foundation really kind of comes through the whole, um, branding and every program that you're putting out there. Right. And, 
Um, and then we also, you know, so we're not just looking at marketing. We do look at that as well and how to, you know, expand our reach and all of those pieces. But then we're also looking at um, our relationship to money, our relationship to ourselves and our thoughts and beliefs and rewiring those thoughts and beliefs um, so that we can really move forward with queen confidence. And that's one of the bigger pieces that, you know, I think embodied confidence, a deeper level of embodied confidence um, and embodied leadership really comes into the work. So I think that, you know, there's, there are these outer level pieces that we look at of, um, you know, getting our missions forward, getting, you know, expanding our work and um, visibility and those kind of things. But then there's these, there are these inner level pieces around our thoughts and our beliefs and, um, you know, our self-worth that we're uncovering and all the work that we're doing as well. Um, so it becomes this really, really holistic experience. And then the other thing that I do is, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but um, work a lot with cycling our businesses as um, holistic and creative entrepreneurs and these, you know, nature, you know, pieces of, you know, bits of nature that we are um, with the cycles and seasons of the natural world for long-term sustainable leadership. Um, so we can, I'll go on a tangent later if you want to on that, but that's one of the things that like most lights me up and um, gets me super jazzed to work with my community with. Um, yeah, this is something I just heard you talk about pretty recently. And I was like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. That's like, I mean, um, I loved how you talked about, you know, taking time off during slow periods through the year, launching things, you know, through high energy periods of the year. Um, definitely, you should, you should share more with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just to, before I do that, I'll just say in terms of women, um, <laughs> just, you know, again, I'll tell, bring it back to the lineage. Like, I just think that there's been a part, you know, just my whole matriarchal line is, um, it's strong. And so I think there's a level of that's why I've been led to lead, you know, self-identified women and gender non-conforming folks, mostly, um, through this work. And I think there's a level of, um, when when we can be supported in a, a group and container of self-identified women that we feel you know there's a sense a deeper sense of um letting down our guard and the, just the work that we do i think it needs to be in that kind of context now at the gathering ground which is my retreat space we also have all sorts of other offerings and things like that um for everyone right so there's um but I think in terms of these longer term programs that I hold space for, this is, that's where I've been most called to lead um, and who I've been most called to support. Yeah. Now, and anything you want to share before I move on to the, the, um, no, 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 go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in terms of the, <laughs> over the last couple of years, so I think about, Hmm. Five years ago, maybe I was trained um, by Joanna Lindenbaum, who who does a lot of um, ritual work. So I was I was trained in kind of ritual and ceremony and weaving that into my practice. And um, that 
really open started to open me up to I, I had always identified as a nature girl similarly to you and um I started to really kind of pay attention more to the the seasons and cycles through doing that work. I started to uh, learn about the wheel of the year, which is this ancient um, annual uh, cycle of these festivals of the sun, which we all know as the solstices and equinoxes, but then also in the Celtic tradition, there's these cross quarter festivals of in bulk, um, in, let's see, in bulk, Beltane, Lamas and Samhain, and these are the exact halfway points between um, the the spring equinox and the summer solstice, right, or wh whatever season we're going into. And when I started to really work with that wheel and work with the cycles, um, I started to feel a deeper sense of just um, like connection to the whole in general and a deeper sense of myself but then when i started to really work with it within my business model that's when everything really radically shifted and i started to realize okay wait a minute i'm part of nature and if i'm my energy is going out of alignment with what's happening in the natural world how can i even begin to think that i can sustain you know this long this energy long term right and um and this goes with like, you know, all the actions we're doing, like if we if we really buy into the holiday hype, right, and we um, are staying up super late on our iPhones in the dead of winter, we're not going to reap the benefits of that of that winter season, which is all about restoration and hibernation and, you know, taking the most nutrients out of the earth at that time. And similarly, the business needs to rest too, right? And so I, for me, what I've chosen to do is take a full month off um, in December and a full month off in July, um, kind of, you know, summer breaks, winter break, and then also a week in the spring and fall to make sure that I am cycling um, the, this stuff up with nature. And then we do launches mostly in um spring and fall when the energy is still you know high or big um before we've like fully gone into that kind of you know check out or check in kind of phase um so it's been huge and you know i, I support my clients a lot with kind of creating their un what i call their um their ideal seasonal schedules and doing that quarterly so that we are making sure that we are creating these really beautiful you know containers for ourselves to do our work in that links up with the particular season and then also um kind of creating our launches to cycle up with nature as well so it's been huge um i think that's one of the things that that i hear i mean the women get so much out of from working in the mastermind and and or privately with me and um, you know, it's like, let's go back to Mediterranean style here. Like, <laughs> like we don't, we don't need to have two weeks of vacation only a year, right? Like it's not sustainable. So, yeah. and then also like as women, right, we, we, so I see this as more of a feminine forward, feminine focused business model. 
and one that, you know, I'm a new, I'm a newish mom. Like I'm, I have a toddler that's just a little over two. Um, you know, I, I've created this business now to work 25 hours a week so that I can have more time to spend with him. Um, more time for, you know, a little more time for self-care and make sure that I can really, again, sustain my energy for both my business and, and my family, right. And my, and my personal life. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's a work in progress. It's always a work in progress, but I think the more that we can align with nature, the more that we can, um, be in a, in a state of flow in our businesses and in our lives. So, and that was kind of my next question, which you pretty much just answered, but I want to just kind of clarify. So it doesn't matter like, um, what, what you're doing, like what industry you're from, what culture and anything like that. It's like you're finding with all of your clients that, that just following, you know, the seasons like is working for everyone equally. Absolutely. You don't have to be a, an entrepreneur. It's like what, so at this time of year, this is a great time to consider, um, you know, what I, I like to, I, I like to tell people to arm themselves with their their restorative hibernation toolkit at this time of year, right? And so, um, and I don't know if you've heard of the Danish concept, Huga, um, but it, it's basically about creating a sense of joy and coziness in your environment at this time of year, of course, because over there it's freezing cold for a lot of the year, right? So, you know, how can you bring a sense of joy and um, coziness into your environment to make you want to just lean into this season and get and and get the most out of it, right? Reap the benefits, and um, you know, so anyone can do that. Anyone can can bring in, you know, more cozy blankets and soups and teas, and you know, create more space for baking. And I think a lot of us inherently do this, but then. Um, you know, there's also and things like setting boundaries, like I don't, yeah, you can't see it over there, but I've got one of those old timey lanterns. And a lot of times what I'll do is by like nine o'clock, you know, try in the winter months, try to only use, um, or by a certain time, try to only use candlelighter as I'm reading, um, you know, to Quentin, <laughs> you know, just using that, right. Um, setting boundaries, like taking, um, you know, screens past, uh, you know, no screens past 10 o'clock or, um, you know, some of you are in bed by then. I'm a bit of a night owl. So I have to really kind of work on this piece for myself. Um, but another thing is like unplugging your Wi-Fi at night and um, getting your phone out of your room so that you're not tempted to, you know, go to that and you really can create space. Um, Anna, I know for you, you have... Um, taken social media detoxes. That's one of the things that I really appreciate um, that I do during those, you know, longer periods off is I take a full on social media detox. I may even email like group text threads or like if I'm a part of a Marco Polo group or something like that, I might say, you know what, hey, I love y'all. Um, I'm gonna bounce for for four weeks because I want to just really honor this time of restoration for myself and have less, um, you know, less things that I'm being called to do. I mean, if you think about it, 
the amount of distractions, the amount of things that were in noise and things were being asked to do right now. I mean, it's just, it's out of control, completely out out of control. control. And so, and we just, we just participate because it's been designed. It's so easy for us to participate. I mean, I'm, I'm saying we participate because I participate all the time in this. Right. And well, we've trained everyone else around us to know that we're participating, you know, so if we're not answering a text right away, it's like, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? Did I do something? And it's like, I'm just trying to get space. This is about setting boundaries, right? And some of these boundaries can come in, you know, can continue to stay after, um, you know, after your, your complete, right? Like, uh, or like you're complete with that winter, that winter time, they can maybe stay like, for instance, um, you know, we offer email support for our clients, but we only offer email support Tuesday through Thursday, right? And we, um, during, you know, the time that I take off, I'm not available for email support and I'm not checking my email and I have that autoresponder on. Right. And so I don't have to participate in that noise during that time. It's just about clearly communicating and clearly get, you know, getting clear about what you want. Um, and you get to create that kind of environment for yourself. So, you know, I do really invite you as we move into winter, um, you know, see what kind of boundaries that you need to create. How can you kind of arm yourself with your self hibernation toolkit of sorts? Um, even if you don't run a business, but if you do run a business, then how can you, you know, kind of tuck things in, um, you know, how can you tuck things in or kind of get the support you need or clearly communicate, um, when you're taking time off so that you can reap the full benefits of this season? It's something that's um, I've really been falling into intuitively this year, which hasn't ever happened before. I think um, so similar to Vanessa, I read the Akashic Records and I do like a monthly reading um, for the podcast and they've just really been getting intense about what is coming and then and really like tuning in you know, putting boundaries in place, turning things off, um, being really particular about what you digest, of course, not just food. Um, what are you reading? Where are you spending your time? You know, what you're doing with your energy. And, um, by the time this Mercury retrograde hit, it was like, it's time for me to start shutting down. Um, and I've been feeling that not just, I mean, and you know, the social media like detox for me is just, yeah, um, I'm wanting to invest in my creativity and you can't do that with all the channels coming in. I'm wanting to clear out those distractions, just period. Um, but like, even with my exercise, my body movement, like my body is just like not doing that hit routine, girl. <laughs> like let's do some yoga or bar or go for a walk outside. You know, it's just like looking at, you know, the hit or the weights, like, uh-uh, I'm not here for it. You know, it's yeah. like, I can feel it starting to like moving into winter. It's like, okay, starting to chill out. Um, and I'm thankful for that this year because I want to honor those, those rhythms a lot more. So when I heard you talking about it, um, like in regards to your business as well, I was like, yes, this is, this is good. (laughs) I can definitely see the power there. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, um, cause you mentioned this and I just kind of want to touch on it again, the, the queen confidence, cause this is like a, a large 
component um, of your coaching methods. Uh, so if you could share with us kind of what that what that means and why it's so important. Yeah, um, well, I work a lot with the archetype of um, what I call the uninhibited queen. And, um, you know, this is something that I think that the queen, it's interesting, right? So if you see most tarot decks, they cover maiden, mother, and crone, right? Um, now, if we're looking at the will of the year and we're looking at a woman's life and cycling that up with the wheel of the year. So let's say winter solstice, right? Sp spring equinox, summer solstice, fall uh, equinox, winter solstice, right? Um, we have maiden at spring equinox. We have mother at summer solstice, and then we have crone at winter. The queen has been left out of the deck, all right? The queen is the woman at the time of year that's going through menopause where she actually can tune into like the depths and truth and fullness of who she is. Um, and the queen's been left out of the deck. <laughs> We've been, we're like not taught, you know, there's not enough resources for menopause in general. And there's just not enough, um, you know, focus on this idea of queen, you know, um, and Is so, there like an age that you can associate with this? Well, yeah, again, if you're going through menopause, you're probably around, you know, late forties, early fifties, something, something around that time, you know, into your, like between your, you know, let's say mid forties to mid sixties or something like that kind of, you know, time frame. Um, and yet we can play with that, that energy at any time. Um, we can play with the energy of the queen at any time. Um, and so in the work that we do here, um, I play a lot with that energy. And we we kind of look at adopting different mindsets that I've un uncovered. And again, if you want another resource, um, ashleyburnett.co forward slash, queen dash ebook, I think it is, um, is another, you know, document that, or an ebook that I created called the 11 core confidence boosting mindsets of an uninhibited business queen. But honestly, you don't have to be a business queen to, to, uh, work with these mindsets, but they're things like, um, you know, she knows an uninhibited queen knows what she stands for and lives by her mission and big why in life. So you can know what you stand for, even if you're not an entrepreneur, right? But how many times do we look at that? How many times do we look at, you know, what do I stand for? What, what, what are my, um, what's my why for doing what I do in my life or for doing what I do in my business, right? Um, another one would be, you know, she fully owns her, her value and embraces all of her unique brilliance. So kind of talking about what I was talking about earlier, you know, honoring our unique set of skills and strengths and life experience and talents and challenges and everything that makes us up who we are. Um, 
things like, you know, daring to take up her fullness and playing full out without questioning to herself to do so, right? Knowing that, you know, when she shines her light, she's not taking away a, anything from anyone else, um, but rather she's getting her community like super jazz to play big as well, right? And and also, you know, this comes with, um, you know, not not feeling the need to shrink our bodies, um, right? Like we get to take up the fullness of who we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, things like these um, that we, you know, weave into all of the programming that, that we do here, um, releasing the myth of perfectionism and, and understanding that perfection doesn't actually exist in the universe, otherwise we wouldn't be here. So we can just let that one go. Um, you know, coming from a place of, of gratitude and abundance versus, you know, kind of a, pla a place of lack, which is something we have to really constantly work on. And obviously, you know, priorita prioritization around self-care and so many other things, right? So we, we play a lot with this archetype and, you know, at the retreats that we do in person here on, the, on this land in um, Petaluma, we, you know, we're getting that crown on. We're, we're like embodying her, you know, we're, we're adorning ourselves and stepping into that role. And I mean, I cannot even tell you the, the sh energetic shift that I see in these women um, when they're playing with, you know, that archetype specifically. So it's really powerful and it's fun and it's, it's a way to bring in, you know, something um, into this business that just, you know, that we get to have fun with, but we also like really get to embody and em empower, um, you know, kind of our fullness too. So yeah, I, I have a lot of fun playing with the queen. <laughs> well, I just think there's so many empowering elements to it, especially for women. Even if you just took the part about not like thinning out our body, you know, or allowing, realizing that there's space for my queen and her queen and your queen and this queen, you know what I mean? Um, things that we aren't taught as young women, unfortunately. And it's very freeing and liberating, I think, as women to start stepping into that energy. Totally. Um, so I know that community is just um, an enormous part of what you do. Um, and I think, you know, Community is the future. It is the present. It is the past. It's something that I think here in the U.S. we have lost focus of, you know, being in such an independent culture. And I'm so thankful for for people such as yourself who are really placing so much emphasis around community. I know that it's something very important to me. You and I have, you know, briefly spoken about this before. Like this is also my my future. I love community and, um, but I would just like to, uh, like, why, why community for you? What's so powerful about it for yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that we have lost that, um, we've, we've kind of, we've lost it, right? And community was the backbone of many um, ancient societal systems and of our ancestors. 
um, and working together in community ultimately created less and more easeful and joyful work for all members of the tribe, right? Um, and in our modern age, we have never been more connected digitally, but in many ways we feel more isolated than ever before. And so this is about allowing ourselves to be held and guided and supported um, as also, in addition to that, bringing our magic to a particular circle or community. And um, through that process, we release feelings of isolation and separation and experience this kind of deep kind of soul healing that can really only be created through um, and, and, a, and magic that can be created through a supportive community, you know? Um, and so I just, I feel very strongly that this is the way of, of the future. We need to kind of come back to allowing ourselves to be held in this way and participate in, in circles. And, um, you know, even if it's like that, I, I just haven't witnessed more like deeper senses of transformation um, in folks than I have while witnessing them in these circles, you know, in the, at these retreats, like the, the understandings and ahas and revelations that come a lot of times are because they're witnessing someone else speaking, um, one of their peers speaking and sharing and, and they're hit with that, you know, sense of, of deep, understanding and a lot of collaborations come from that, that place. A lot of um, insights and knowing and inspiration come, comes from that space of community. If we're constantly working by ourselves, that's the only thing that we have is our brain and the paper or the, the computer. I mean, how freaking isolating that is. And can we get, I mean, it's hard to find inspiration from that, right? So, um, you know, the more that we can get get ourselves into uh, an aligned and supportive community, the more that I think that we can move move together and we can create a larger ripple effect, you know, through through these, a larger positive ripple effect through these circles. I mean, I could go on, on and on and on for days about community, but those are some of the things that are coming to me to share. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's hugely important right now. Um, I think kind of right now more than more than ever, at least in the modern age, um, because like you said, you know, our technology supposedly gets us close to people, but it it just really doesn't. You, you don't see like especially blows my mind. Um, you know, I have some friends who have like young teenage kids and they'll like be at a party and they're literally all on their cell phones. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like well, what, what happened to <laughs> hanging out and talking to each other? And you know what I mean? Like, I even have to yell at my dad when I see him. I'm like, put that away. Like, come on. I don't get to see you enough. You know, like any kind of, we need that, um, we need that personal touch, but not, 
not just in our like everyday lives. And I think, I mean, that's always been the number one advice I've given to anyone who became a new entrepreneur is to find a community because you need to know that you're not alone. You need to know that you're not insane. You need to know that you're not the only one going through something. You know what I mean? Just those things in and of themselves can be make or break it for an entrepreneur. Um, But I think nowadays for anyone, you know, for sure. Um, So I want to just touch on something kind of uh, before we jump into the lightning round. So you are getting, um, I think right now, or you're, you're opening the uninhibited mastermind. So tell us about that. And yeah, just tell us about the program, how people could join all of the things. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Uninhibited Mastermind, it begins in um, late January and of 2022. And it is a holistic six-month business and leadership coaching experience that, again, focus, focuses on fusing kind of action-oriented business building which we need, we need you to take action, right? But we also want to merge that with pleasure-based, seasonally focused business model um, so that we have this really beautiful sense of balance and sustainability and sustainable growth and expansion. Um, And so this is for an intimate group of ambitious and compassionate entrepreneurial women and um, self-identified women and gender non-conforming folks who desire to really kind of heighten their financial awareness and abundance, um, their leadership, their visibility, um, their confidence, their spiritual growth, and obviously the expansion of their heart-centered businesses. And again, doing that when they have kind of a sense of ease, balance, and flow in their lives. And so, um, you know, we look at, uh, so, you know, if you're someone who's ready to just take your work to the next level and scale to six figures or multiple six figures or beyond, um, and to, and you may not even want to scale to six figures and that's fine. You, you know, getting to wherever it is that you want to go, um, working on money mindsets, um, making sure that we're marketing from a place of authentic service, launching our, um, our offerings up with the seasons and cycles of nature, um, you know, building out your supportive queen dream team. Um, we also kind of work on building our TED style talk and, and delivering that with confidence. And even if you're not, you know, planning to do a TED style talk or TED talk, um, that, you know, it'll come into all your marketing materials and so much more clarity about how to articulate your your work and what you do will come through that experience um and we weave so much you know self-care earth-based earth-based ritual um and just you know so much fun throughout this process it's it's really an incredible experience so if you are feeling um you know i'm not going to get into all the things but if you're feeling curious about it i just invite you to go to ashleyburnett.co forward slash mastermind um, and it will kind of lay out the, the flow and rhythm of the whole six month experience. We do two, three day in-person retreats here on, on the, the land. I'm out on 22 acres in Sonoma County. It's really beautiful. And we know how to completely create a hybrid experience where we, um, 
weave in our virtual community into we've had to do that over the last couple of years right like we've we've had women from all over the country and world participate in these programs and fly into all these retreats most of them would fly in for both um in this last year like there was a half and half right half were attending virtual half were attending in person and um it worked really beautifully like we've got the team you know kind of down so that you know folks can can come to and participate in that retreat from wherever um, and there's just there's so much goodness in this in this um, mastermind. And then I also work privately with clients, and I'm taking folks into a six month private coaching experience too. Just work with a very small handful of private clients. Um, but you can still go to that mastermind page, AshleyBurnett.co forward slash mastermind. Um, click on the link to to book a activation session just to explore together and um you'll get more clarity around if this feels in alignment for you or not and um i have no attachment to outcome it's just an opportunity to see what's next for you and your business and your leadership in 2022 so i'd be honored to you know connect with you on a deeper level and yeah i'm super stoked <laughs> so thanks for and letting us about that of course of course and your registration dates are well, we, um, yeah, it's a good question. So we start, the, the program starts January um, 19th, 2022. Um, but enrollment, so I'm in the middle of a, of a program right now, um, Unleash Your Impact, that has, you know, these folks are going to get invited into it first. And so there's a lot of people in that program who are definitely an aligned fit, so it could fill up. So I just... You know, whenever you're hearing about this, if, if this is like speaking to you, I would definitely invite you to just jump in and, um, you know, get yourself on the books. Plus, I sign off on December 3rd and I won't be doing any enrollment conversations in December at all. And then I come in, um, at, you know, January 5th or whatever it is. Um, and maybe maybe a couple stragglers could come in at that time. But really, the enrollment period is, um, you know, now through the end of November. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, thanks for, for letting me speak about that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go into some lightning. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Lightning round, quick, or quick answers. I won't say a word. Um, all right. Number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Uh, dancing. Okay. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you? Connection with, uh, deep connection with nature and myself. What is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose? Hire, a, <laughs> get, hire a coach and get some, get some guidance and, you know, Simplify, get hire a coach, get guidance. Don't try to do it all yourself. Pause, breathe, quiet, simplify. All right, and then finally, where what uh, where's your favorite place online to connect with people? <laughs> oh, AshleyBurnett.co forward slash. That's it. <laughs> no, AshleyBurnett.co. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, like you know forward slash blog, you know, sign, sign, sign up for the blog. Um, 
and to be honest with you, it's other than that, I'm not sure because I have, I'm working on the social media boundaries and what that looks like. So I think for me, it's more about, um, you know, I would love to invite you to be a part of my community and, and uh, connect with you there. Awesome. Okay. And they can sign up for your email list from your website. So yeah, like that queen ebook, I think is straight on that. Um, but like I said, e um, queen dash ebook, I'm pretty sure is the, the you we'll have links to everything for that. For sure. but, um, but the, if you go to the website, you'll see, you know, the place to sign right up for the, for that ebook and the newsletter there. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Yeah. All right, Miss Ashley. Well, it was so wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for sharing your time. I know it's not easy with a business. And a, and a little toddler, little toddle, little toddle <laughs> around everywhere. Yeah, but um, I appreciate you so much for having me, Anna. Thanks so much, and everyone for tuning in. I appreciate you all, and just wish you the most restorative uh, winter season possible. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today, and I'm sending lots of love your way. Yay! <laughs> All right, folks, if you were inspired by today's interview, make sure to share it with a friend. Leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Be sure to join the email list for podcast updates, helpful resources, and don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week. Bye.